0: Call for Action presents Of Consuming Interest, a public service show that discusses scams, deceptive offers, and other consumer concerns. Here's the director of WJLA 7 Call for Action and your host, Shirley Rooker.
1: Insurance. Is it something you think about a lot? Well, maybe, maybe not, but you should. And there are two particular areas that of concern right now. And one of them is, if you're planning a trip, what do you need to know? How does COVID impact you in terms of what kind of insurance that you should have? And travel insurance is something that can come in very handy, especially if you become ill in a foreign country, et cetera. And then of course, there's insurance on your small business. Uh, Many, many people are looking and starting small businesses, even in our current economy. But if you've got a small business, you need to do kind of a checklist to make sure you've got what you need, not more, but what is necessary. So my guest today is gonna fill us in on all of that. He's Mike McCartan of Joseph W. McCartan Insurance. And Mike, welcome to of Consuming Interest.
0: Glad to be here.
1: Okay, insurance. People say, I don't need insurance. Well, let me tell you Mm -hmm. something. If you find yourself in a situation and you need it, you need it. Um, We've always, when we've traveled, we've always gotten travel insurance when we're going to, to, some countries, particularly third world countries, um, so that we could make sure that we could get home. Some of it will bring you home, et cetera, et cetera. But but there's a lot more than that today, isn't there? What are some of the things that people who are trying to plan a vacation, perhaps this summer, what should they consider, Mike? What are the things, a checklist that you would suggest they go through?
0: Well, I would encourage you to do a couple of things. First, I I would, Chat with your travel agent, they, they, they generally sell these policies and they can steer you in, in the direction of a high quality policy, especially with COVID. I think what people really need to consider is uh, cancel, for any reason, coverage. You pay more money for it, not everybody offers it, but I, I think that it's a, a benefit that God forbid you'd have to cancel, you'd be glad you had and then i would also consider you know if if you if if you get covid while you're out of the country uh you know they're going to make you quarantine so if you have a mild case and you have to quarantine that's a unpleasant way to end your vacation but if you get really sick you want to make sure you have travel insurance that's going to repatriate you and get you back to this country so uh, you know i think the kind of the two biggies are how do you get back if you're really sick? Because it's 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 it, you're not going to get on a commercial airline and uh, cancel for any reason coverage.
1: That, that cancel for any reason coverage is really an interesting one now because um, I would think that there, there are some instances when people are maybe using that more than they have in the past. One. So tell me, Mike, we're seeing here now that. There are cruise ships that are not allowed to go into port because of quarantines. People are going to cities and having to quarantine in place. So is there travel insurance that will protect us? Let's say that we're in a hotel and we're not allowed to leave. We get sick and we can't get on an airplane. What kind of things do we do need to coverage? What kind of coverage will protect us in those situations?
0: Well, you you could have some increased expenses that a, that a policy may or may not cover. I would say, generally speaking, you're going to leave your hotel where you you spent a week or two and you, you, you failed you, between there and the, t- the airport, you fail your test. At that point, they're going to force you into a quarantine hotel, which may not be very nice. It may, you may incur some additional expenses Uh, I think generally policies will give you a a, a small, nightly amount of coverage. But to to be honest with you, what I'd be more concerned with is if you get severely ill with COVID and you wanna get back to to this country where you can get proper care. And that's where you wanna have the the right medical coverage to, to get you evacuated from the country you're in and get you back here. I think that's what's more important than two or three nights in a lousy hotel and a little bit of extra money.
1: You know, we had some experiences with consumers who've been in foreign countries. We had one consumer who contacted us because their wife had fallen and broken a hip, and they were in a third world country. And unfortunately, their travel insurance would only take them to the country that had a hospital. It did not specify that it would bring them back to the United States for the kind of medical care that they really wanted. And so this poor consumer had to put up some money to get he and his wife get him and his wife back to the U.S. for medical care. You know, that can cost an awful lot of money. So I think maybe when you're starting to do this travel, have a list of questions and things and concerns that might happen, you know, and look at the worst case scenario. Would you say that's
0: good advice? Absolutely. And again, I would, you know, we've gotten away from using travel agents as as much as we did in the past but at a minimum i would call a travel agent and and discuss with them travel insurance they they're, 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 they're well versed in this and they can you know they can define the different products for you you know the, the, the lower end less expensive to the higher end better coverage and point out again to to me I, it would be about not having to pay for a trip because the country has come down with too much covid and wanting to be able to cancel and, and the and the second thing I would want to do is be able to get back here, have, have the necessary funds to pay for a medical transport back here if I was that sick.
1: Yeah, and you know, one thing that I always tell consumers when you're traveling, especially if you're going abroad, be sure you take extra medication. Don't just take enough for your trip. Take enough in case you're held up for a couple of weeks and hopefully your insurance coverage will, will allow you to get that much medicine ahead and oftentimes you can talk to your doctor about what you're going to be doing and what you essentially absolutely have to have while you're on that trip. So I think that people really do need to start considering that if they're going to be doing traveling this summer, for example, um, that's some of the things that should go on their, their bucket list of things to do before they take that trip, before you even pack a suitcase, before you head out the door. Fun. So anyway, Mike, making a list i think that's got to be one of the most important things that you do before you travel and consider all the things and you know a lot of us haven't been traveling lately
0: so we're kind of out of practice well well we are and and i don't think that we're not used to having to to, to generally you make a trip unless and, and unless there's some kind of real emergency you're not worried about canceling it but now you're at the, at the mercy of these, uh, these variants flaring up. If, if they, could, they might flare up where you're going. They might flare up in, in, in the town you live in. So we, we need to be prepared to not uh, lose the financial investment we've made in a big trip. Yeah, well, it's
1: certainly, COVID is certainly making us take a different look and a harder look at many of the things that we do every day. And I know that, I mean, I haven't had a trip in two years, so, you know, I'm ready to go. So get out ready, Mike. I need to get some insurance, probably. But at any rate, let's just take a brief pause here to let our listeners know they're tuned in Off Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is Mike McCartan of Joseph W. McCartan Insurance. And we're talking about insurance and we were just discussing why you need to consider travel insurance, particularly in the day of COVID. And as I said before we took the break, be sure that you have adequate medications with you if you, in fact, take meds when you travel. You never know what's going to happen and you never know if you're going abroad about the availability of those medications. So keep that in mind before you pack the suitcase. Well, let's move on to one of the subjects that I think is of great interest and and really quite essential to our listeners. And that is if you own a small business, what kind of insurance do you have? And I know that there's all kinds of different insurances. And you you sent out something, uh, Mike, um, and I should let her say to our our listeners that I'm you you do my insurance, but at any rate, uh, you sent out something on small businesses and what are some of the most essential types of insurance that they should consider? And I know there was a whole category of them. Um, so you want to talk about what do you think?
0: What are the top three things to consider in insurance for a business? Okay, so first, if you're if you're going to lease a space the landlord is going to require that you have general liability insurance, which you should have anyway, but you're not going to be able to sign a lease with general liability that protects both you and, and and the building owner from a a bodily injury or a property damage claim. Um, I would tell you that, you know, COVID has actually created lots of opportunities for people to start new businesses. So we've seen lots of new business startups, which is a great thing. Uh, If if you're in the business of of giving advice or or consulting, you need to consider uh, what we would call errors and admissions coverage or professional liability coverage that that protects you in the event that you give somebody the, the wrong advice or bad advice. If you have employees, you need to have workers' compensation coverage. And you also need to be conscious of where your employees are working. With COVID now, people are hiring people all over the country, and just because you have a location, you know, located in in the in the district or Maryland, uh, you know, it's easy to provide coverage for, for for the for your primary location. But you also need to consider coverage in the state the employee is working from. And, yeah. Of course, if you if you have. Uh, if you have any autos, you would need commercial auto insurance. But that, so that's sort of the, the the nuts and bolts, down and dirty, quick quick dive into it.
1: Well, you know, I think that the interesting thing you just raised, the interesting point, is that I hadn't even thought about it. But if you have people that are working in other states, do insurance requirements for businesses vary from state to state?
0: Well, well, workers' compensation does. Uh, New York requires some things. It requires additional coverages that Maryland doesn't. So you need two policies in New York. There's also uh, like like Ohio. You you you, you buy the coverage directly from the uh, from from the from the state. You get coverage through the state. It's a monopolistic state. So you you have to be aware what state you're in and where the employee is, and then you know talk to your independent agent and let them figure out the the best plan for you. Some companies companies don't write in every state. So you could have a workers' compensation policy that protects you in Maryland, but you have an employee in Florida or California, and that company's not licensed to do business there. So you have to make changes there yeah, well, that's an interesting thought. Um, and you
1: if you're not licensed to do business there, do you have to get an well, that's probably beyond you, but I was going to say, do you have to
0: get an agent set up to do business in that state? It, it depends on your agent. so so we 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 are like we we are licensed in almost every state. We've had a number of companies that have hired individuals outside of the the metro area in in, in like in Colorado and Washington and uh, Texas and Florida and, and while the company we had them insured with was not licensed to do there we were able to find break them with another company that we work with that is licensed in other states so generally m- most agents that write commercial insurance can help you in other states
1: so they they yeah I think that's a, that's good advice. You've got to get an agent that you trust and re- can rely on in terms of of what kind of protection. And now uh, one of the questions that I had asked you about, and that is protection for boards of directors. What kind of insurance typically is done with with that? Um, do companies provide their boards of directors with
0: insurance, their board of directors with insurance? Well, they absolutely should. And before you agree to serve on a board, you should ask if they have directors and officers insurance and and whether it's a for profit or a nonprofit, uh, they, they should have a policy that that would protect you.
1: OK, so and that the terms of that policy and how much coverage you need would depend upon what you do if you're in a high risk business or if you run a nonprofit, say, for example, such such
0: as the one I run? Yes. So, so, I mean, you know, a nonprofit that that doesn't have a lot of risk or a lot of exposure doesn't necessarily need a lot of coverage, but there should be at least something in in, in the event that someone brings a, a lawsuit. The other thing that most DNO policies include now is what's called employment practices, liability coverage. So, if if, a, if a, an employee or a, or potentially even a, a client, an outside client, brought a suit against uh, the, the the nonprofit, it would help protect the directors also. So they would yeah. be protected from that.
1: So it has to be a balancing act between risk and 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 what you're going to end up getting in terms of coverage. Well, that makes sense. Now, what about what about uh, other things like insurance that people are coming into your office? Do you need to have particular coverage to if there's an accident or uh, something happens to them in your office? Is there insurance that covers that kind of thing?
0: Oh, absolutely. That that's uh, general liability insurance. Oh, okay. But- bodily injury, property damage. And and again, uh, w- whether you're working from your home or whether you're working from a building uh, or a commercial property, I mean, a, a commercial property is not going to let you sign a lease without coverage, but you, you should also have coverage at home. Uh, so, sure. Some homeowners will offer some protection for a slip and fall depending on the business you're in and how often people are coming. Uh, in and out of your house, but if you're running a full-fledged business out of your basement, you should have a separate general liability policy that protects the business. Okay, that's good
1: advice. Let's just take a brief pause here to let our listeners know they're tuned into of consuming interest. I'm Shirley Brooker. My guest today is Mike McCartan of Joseph W. McCartan Insurance. And we're talking about the many types of insurance that are available to consumers and small businesses and what you need, talking about travel insurance. And we've also been discussing the things for a small business. And you brought up something that was very interesting, and that was in your home. You know, I think people are hopefully going to start doing some more entertaining, hopefully this summer. I certainly hope to. Um, so let's let's hope that we've got a crisis behind us and we are feeling a little more social. What are the things that, as a homeowner, I should consider when I'm having people in? Um, and and can is it, and this may or may not be a question you can answer, but can I be sued if someone comes to my house and has too much to drink?
0: And we're is there insurance to- for that? Well, your homeowners is going to provide coverage for a if if you have a, a you know a social event at your house. Your, your homeowners includes personal liability coverage. In in terms of can you be sued because someone drank too much at your house and and left and and caused an accident is going to just depend on the jurisdiction. So in Maryland you couldn't be sued. In in, in the district you could be. Uh, or at least a, a, a commercial establishment could be, but that's why yeah. you, a homeowner's policy includes personal liability coverage.
1: Well, you know, a lot of a lot of corporations serve alcohol at events, especially during holidays and things like that, so that they, they have to be particularly concerned about the liability there. I would think.
0: And 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 general liability policies most include what's called host liquor liability coverage. So. Yeah. If, if they were hosting an event not, not selling liquor or in in the business of, of having a party your 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 policy gives you protection for that. It's called host liquor liability. So that, so if we if McCart Insurance had a Christmas party uh, and, and you know we had it at the the, the, the local restaurant down the road we, we, we would we would as an organization, a corporation would be protected. In that Okay. Interest.
1: Well, it's it's a complicated world of insurance, Mike. I'm glad you're helping us to sort out some of it. Now, tell me something. When we were talking about vacations, the one thing we didn't talk about is the vehicle. And if you're going somewhere and you rent a car, uh, let's say you're renting a car in the United States, do you typically need to get the insurance that the rental company is going to try to encourage you to purchase? It, does it make sense?
0: So as long as you have physical damage coverage, comprehensive or collision coverage on at least one of your vehicles on your personal policy, the rental car is covered. So you, you have comprehensive and collision coverage on your personal policy, you rent a car in Florida, you get in an accident, we are gonna pay to fix that car. So you are protected. Now, what the rental company will tell you is that we we could charge you for loss of use which is generally not covered under a, a, a personal policy um, so they they do try to push other other things but it, the the big picture are you protected in the event you 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 uh do bot you do harm to their car the answer is yes so the
1: general answer to that would be yes and you don't you don't really need it now what what about any type of other insurance on the car? If you're driving, if you're taking a driving vacation, um, I would suspect you should let your insurance company know you're gonna be out of town? No, no,
0: there's coverage where the the coverage is uh, countrywide. Uh, If you're going to Mexico, you, you, you you would need to buy Mexican insurance coverage so the coverage doesn't extend to there. If you're going to Canada, coverage extends to Canada, but we need to give you a Canadian insurance card to take with you because they will ask <laughs> for it. But uh you're covered in any of the and in, in any state in the country.
1: Okay. But if you're renting a car outside the United
0: States, does that that's a different ball game? That's a whole different ball game and and generally there you're going to have to buy their coverage. Okay. So you may not have any choice
1: because otherwise you may find yourself with a horrendous bill if you don't have insurance. Um, And so you may have to purchase it from the company. But again, I suspect that it would be rather pricey, but I I don't know. I know that when we've traveled abroad and had rented cars that we've always had to get extra insurance on it. So, um, yeah. So you need to consider that, actually. You need to think about that in your budget, don't you, when you're planning a trip? Um, insurance on if you're going to rent a car when you're abroad. But anyway, okay, let's just move on to a couple of other small items here that I wanted to talk about. And and that is we're going to see people doing a lot of home improvements uh, this year. It's already started. I mean, I had to have some work done on my house, and I'm telling you, getting someone to come out and do it, it took months. So anyway, I know that home improvements are really busy, but the question I have for you is: Is there any kind of special insurance that we need as the homeowner when somebody's coming to work in our house?
0: Yes, you should get what we call a certificate of insurance from the contractor, proof that they have coverage, to, to, proof that they have liability coverage in case they damage your property, and proof that their work that they have workers' compensation. So, in in the event one of their employees gets hurt at your house, they have the proper coverage to take care of that. Okay. Well,
1: yeah. it, it seems like that there's a lot of areas that we need to think about. Um, and of course, there's always the issue if you have trees and you're having them taken down, and what, what happens um, if it falls on somebody else's property? So that would be part of your homeowner's insurance, wouldn't it? Yes.
2: Yeah, you know one of the, the one of the
1: things that we haven't talked about is about and in fire insurance on homes, and I don't think we really have time to do that today, uh, which can get into a lot of interesting questions about whether or not you replace the house or whether or not you you do a, a different kind of value on it. But that's for another day, Mike. I think uh, you've given us some really great information, and I really uh, learned a lot today. And particularly want to say to people who are traveling. Make sure that you understand what insurance you're requiring and where it depends on where you're going. So anyhow, Mike, thank you so much for for being with us today. And as I said, Mike, um, we do our insurance with Mike, so I have to full disclosure, but I'm not getting anything for this, Mike, just except accept that we're getting information. So thank you. Well, thank but at you. any rate, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I said just thank you and thank you for having me. I enjoy it. Well, it's you provide us with some interesting information and things that we need to know. And, you know, I think you can't really get answers to a lot of this unless you actually talk to an insurance agent or insurance broker. So anyway, you've done a great job for us and we really appreciate that. And just want our listeners to know they've been tuned into Of Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. If you'd like to get in touch with me, it's Shirley at callforaction.org. That's Shirley at callforaction.org. And please do join us again. We're going to be right back here next week. And Mike, it has been a great treat. Mike McCartan of Joseph W. McCartan Insurance. And we really do thank you for being with us. And thank you for listening.
2: be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know eight out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold?